0: You're listening to the Learn Islam podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Telegram for updates on Islamic events and classes. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah wa qafa wa salamun ala ibadihi alladhi nastafa khususan ala ashrafil anbiya' wal mursalin. وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته يجمعين أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألف لام ميم ذلك الكتاب لا ريب في هدى للمتقين صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم once more, Assalamu Alaikum, sisters and brothers and dear children. MashaAllah, it's wonderful to see uh, you all here. Um, I came here before when it was empty, uh, and I said, It's really beautiful, this hall. Um, and now it's possibly 300 times more beautiful with all of you in it. Um, and this is the real essence of Quran as well. You know? Um, every one of you is Khalifatullah. Our sisters as well. You know, sometimes men say we are Khalifatullahs, <laughs> but you know, of course, you are also Khalifatullahs. Okay, you are also the representatives and the deputies, the vicegerents and the custodians and the stewards of Allah's creation. Perhaps. Even perhaps higher in some ways, you know, as the Prophet Wasallam said, "Paradise lies at the feet of your mother." So, um, yes, every human being is a very special, uh, so special that out of the nearly eight billion human beings, you won't find two people with the same fingerprint. Never mind the DNA, but not even the same. Fingerprint. That is how unique and special every one of us is. And the business of the Quran is very simple to make you realize how special and unique you are and who you belong to. Now we say, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi We are Allah's. We belong to Him. We are His. We're going to be returning to him. So I think you know, the most important thing is to really know who I am. And this identity is so crucial. During the pandemic, one of the things psychologists noticed was people were beginning to lose their identity because they were not going to the work. And for many, work was their identity. The place they worked at, the title they had on their door was their identity and they lost that so we had a h- huge problem with depression and all kinds of uh, you know psychological problems because people lost their identity as though work their titles their careers defined them however you know allah gives us something very unique a very special Kind of identity, you are a Muslim. Woman, أحسن قولا من من إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من you know, Allah says, whose words and whose speech can be better than the one you know who invites to Allah, does righteous deeds, and boldly claims, "I am a believer. I am a believer." So, yes, our identity really is something very special, unique, and every one of us has that. And the Quran's business is actually to help you understand your identity, realization, actually. I don't know how many of you have heard of Maslow. Have you heard of Maslow? Those who have done management, I'm sure you've heard about Maslow. You know, Maslow talks about the hierarchy of human needs, and the other day I was studying Sheikh uh, Surah Ibrahim, where Ibrahim makes a du'a for his children. He says, you know, Lord, You know, Ibrahim talked about the higher needs. Hierarchy of human needs in that dawah. Seriously, if you read that whole passage, it's about a father asking Allah, Ya Allah, my children need safety and security. They will need food. They will need a sense of belonging. They will need a sense uh, of belonging. They will need security. They will need people helping them, appreciating them, protecting them. Seriously, if you'll read that du'a, there's actually 10 things he asks. Maslow talks about five needs, you know, the security and uh, physiological needs, the sense of belonging and all that. SubhanAllah, you know, the Quran is already talking about, but in much more detail. But when he talks about actualization, Maslow talks about that you reach your zenith, you reach your peak when you, go beyond the material needs, your psych- your physiological needs and security needs and sense of belonging, you now don't need anybody to say to you, oh, you're a sheikh, you're this, you're that. You've already realized, recognized, what? Well, he talks in a different way. Of course, he's a materialist. Maslow was a materialist. Um, and he talked in his own particular way about what Realization or actualization is, but Ibrahim talks. He says, "Rabbij alni mukim alsalat wa min zuriyatirabbana wa tukabbal du'a. Rabbana aqfir li walivaladij walilmu'mminina yuma yaqumul hisab." Look at that family. So Ibrahim is really very concerned about the family, and I hope this is something which we Muslims really care a lot about. We care about our families because when families are broken, of course. So Ibrahim also asks, Ya Allah, my realization is the taqabbal dua. When you accept my prayers, when you listen to me and you answer my prayers, that for me is the heist, And of course, I want you to get forgive, not just me, but all my brothers and sisters in faith on the day of judgment. That is a great realization. Anyway, let's move to my topic, um, which is about um, from the pages to the hearts. How do we move from the text into your hearts? And without that really, um, The Qur'an would just remain words, but it isn't just words. It is actually full of meaning and purpose. Um, It's very powerful. Um, This slide just tells you I am an agent of change. Uh, This is just boasting about myself possibly, (laughs) but I hope it's not. It's trying to encourage others and every one of us here Every one of us, inshallah should be an agent of change. <inaudible> Allah doesn't change people until they change themselves. Meaning, I have empowered you to change. So that is a very empowering verse, actually, very empowering. You are empowered, you are capable of bringing about a change. So when you are sad, you can create that happy, jolly, wonderful environment, can't you? Have you ever been in a class where a miserable teacher creates a doom and gloom and makes everybody look sad and he's sad, have you ever been to that class? No? It's, you know, that's the power of, and, and worry to smile, worry to tell a joke, you will have children laughing and there will be happiness. So yes, you know, we have, each one of us, alhamdulillah, seriously. That is how powerful Allah has made us, but it's for us to realize that fact that we can change, we can change, and that is where the Quran comes, to help you to change, okay? Um, so what is the, f- I, I'm just gonna, uh, this was actually my one of my presentation I do on talking about what makes the Book of Allah so unique and special, but Here, I'm just going to select a few of those things. First one is that, you know, the Qur'an gives you purpose and it gives you a sense of your life, a sense of meaning. And this again is, you know, if you ask psychologists, they will tell you that people become depressed, people become sad, people lose focus when they don't know what is their purpose. Well, you know, you know, Singaporeans, you're very hard workers, you know. Your managers get you to work hard, so you work very hard, okay? And as soon as you lose sense of purpose, what happens? Well, you can't do much. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, and you'll be possibly sacked. I don't know whether you're allowed to sack here, but <laughs> you will be sacked, okay? Because you've lost purpose, and you know, you've lost what you're here for, and... You know, the Quran is really very powerful in giving us a sense of purpose and meaning. You know, when very successful celebrities are asked about you know, their lives, many of them actually talk about, I have a big void in my life. I have a vacuum. There is emptiness. And you say, what? You're a billionaire. You live in this massive mansion, you've got Lamborghini, you've got Bentley, you've even got an g- aeroplane. And he says, I'm very sad, I'm empty. Why is he empty? Why is he empty? Because he's lost the purpose of his life. He's lost, the me- seriously, and you know, this is well-reported, well-documented fact from celebrities, heroes, big people. They've lost it. They've become focused on material. The worldly, the outward, the atom, the electron, the proton, the positron, the neutrons. Oh my goodness, how poor can you get when you're just focused on those material things and you've lost the essence of life? What is the vitality? What drives it? So what does the Quran give? It gives you purpose. It explains to you what is the meaning of your life. Every page of the Quran, again and again. You know, when the Quran is having the dialogue or the polemics in the Quran, polemics are Quran arguing, Allah arguing, the angels arguing with the mushrikeen, for example, the pagans, or arguing with the non-believers, or sometimes arguing with the Jews and the Christians. What is it trying to do? It's trying to say to them, hey, you've lost. Purpose of your life, you've lost the meanings of your life. You are supposed to be Allah's. Okay, I am the worshiper of my Lord, and that is what I always will be. Anyway, that's another topic about the tolerance no, no, not tolerance, no real acceptance of others and accepting. Diversity. Now diversity is a very, you know, it's a word that came into usage over the last 30-odd years. But it's in the Qur'an. Diversity is mentioned. The topic of diversity, pluralism, is mentioned in the Qur'an many times, very clearly, you know. And that just shows you how sociology, you were saying, used to do sociology, didn't you? Yes. See, your sociology is catching up with Islam, with the Qur'an now, the topics of the Qur'an. Seriously, it's not just in science. In every topic, the world is catching up with the brilliance and the beauty of the Qur'an, really. Yeah, no? So the Qur'an actually gives you a very clear sense of meaning and purpose. Okay. How does it do that? Well, one way is it really says to you, you are Allah's, you are Allah's. Why is that important? You know, sense of belonging, remember what Maslow said. (laughs) He says, you know, you need a sense of... Sense of? What's the Malay word for that? Belonging. Oh my goodness. (laughs) What is this? (laughs) So, whatever it is, I hope you understand. Sense of belonging. Alright? And... You know, the Qur'an really is, so Maslow says, you are not going to be really successful. You're not going to be motivated. You know, the idea of Maslow's was that you can't be motivated. You're not going to be going to do things. You're not really going to be active. You're not going to try hard. You're not going to work hard if you don't have these things. Uh, that was the idea he had, okay? And in his, his, he was really working for the producer, the industrialists, saying to them, how you can get these workers to work hard for you, all right? You need to do this. This is how you make them work hard for you. Otherwise, they won't work hard. But in our case, of course, it's the other way around. We're not asking people to work hard for someone. Work hard for themselves, so they can realize their purpose and meaning. So how do we... So. So, who do you belong to? Who do you belong to? Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rah. Obvious. The one who made you. The one who created you. Your khalik. Your rab. Okay? The one who sustains you. The one who molds you. Okay? He does... You know, Surah at is very beautiful about how Allah made you so beautiful. Laqad insana fi... Ah taqweem we made human beings in the most beautiful form. We made the most beautiful. You know, this is something else. You know we live in an age of selfies all the time, you know. Selfies, eh my god, how many selfies do you do in a day? <laughs> selfies, selfies, eh? We live in an age of selfies. So Allah says to you, listen, why are you looking? Eh? We made you so beautiful. You know what the Prophet Sallallahu said? He said, when you look into the mirror, what should you say? Allahumma anta hassan ta khalqi. Hassin. Oh, SubhanAllah. You know, Rasulullah says, when you look into the mirror, say, Allah, you made me beautiful. Can everybody say that? Allah, you made me beautiful. Are oh, you not sure, some of you? <laughs> Come on, say that. Allah, you made me beautiful. Do you believe in that? Oh, come on, some of you don't. (laughs) Seriously, honestly, you know, because people now spending thousands of pounds going to Turkey for a cheap nose change or a ear change. Oh, Allahumma anta Hasan ta khalki. Listen to the next. Fahassin uqoloki. You know, Allah says we made you beautiful. Seriously, you are beautiful what is lacking for hasan khuluki ya allah make my character beautiful now so now make my make me kind make me generous make me forgiving make me a decent full of modesty make me somebody who is appreciative thankful grateful to others make me humble ya yeah allah Those are the inner virtues that actually shine on your face that make you truly beautiful. Isn't that true? How many have you got, how many of you would like to have a beautiful friend but angry? How many of you would like to have a beautiful friend who is a liar? How many of you would like to have a most attractive handsome wife who is cheats? Nobody would. You would never want beautiful face, but lacking moral virtues and moral values. Isn't that true? What does that show you? What is more powerful, the outward or the inner? Yes. We belong to Allah. Anyway, there's so much to say about this book. I've only got, I'm, I'm already perhaps late, <laughs> so I'll move quickly. How much? One minute. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Okay, all right, okay. This brings me to the next very important teachings of the Quran. You know, I've just told you about the inner being, which is so important, which is really what makes you who you are, seriously. It's this, you know, anybody who's read Seven Steps, uh, uh, no, Seven Habits of Successful Person by Covey, you have, hands up, those who have read. You know what he says? He he says, you know, the real problem with the world today and with these great leaders today is what? They lack moral, spiritual, social values. That is what he says. He says, oh, they'll be great at negotiating, they'll be great at presentations, they'll speak very beautifully, they'll have great minds, really, but what they lack is moral Values of kindness, of generosity. Anyway, that's another theme. You can read my book called Seven Steps to Moral Intelligence and that will explain more to you. JazakAllah khair. I don't want to eat into our wonderful Sheikh Dhirmazi's time. So JazakAllah khair. Thank you for listening. As-salamu wa